Beautiful job, beautiful job, guys. Thank you. One more hand for those guys. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. You know, we've been in a series called Songs, the Songs of Christmas. And, and uh, uh, you know, so many times I think we just call them Christmas carols, but we forget their worship songs. And uh, that particular song is a powerful, powerful song. And, uh, and, and the funny thing about it is it's a mystery who actually wrote it. There is not many people who can actually lay claim to actually who wrote the song. But what a beautiful mystery. Amen. I think this song, we've been blessed. It was published in 1885 in a, in a Lutheran uh, Sunday school curriculum called the Little Children's Books for Schools and Families. Some people thought that Martin Luther wrote it because it sounded like Luther's cradle hymn. But ultimately, it's still a mystery to this day who wrote the song. But I'll bet you most of us in the room can sing the song uh, since from, from childhood. And so what a beautiful mystery and what a powerful message. I do want to let you know that as Christmas uh, comes close, we're so excited that you are with us. I do want to make one mention, though, and that is that 4.30 is right at full. So um, 6 o'clock and 7.30 are still there. There may be a couple tickets left for 4.30, but 6 o'clock and 7.30, have, they, they have plenty of space. But that 4.30 one seems to be the most popular. Uh, so please take advantage of that. Connect with uh, our folks on the patio at the end. And then one other, just quick note, I just want to say thank you for your blessings. We had 39 individuals and uh, families come together to bless 12 of our families who needed a Christmas blessing. And uh, while they, those numbers say, they say, wow, 39 and 12. Well, you know, some people were able to do a dinner and some people were able to sponsor one child and some people were able to sponsor the whole, uh, the whole family. And so we were able to take care of all 12 of those families within the context of our church because of your graciousness. And so I want to say thank you so much. Um, it, it is a true blessing and it touch, touches my heart every time to see that we were able to be such a blessing and we didn't have to go outside. Those families did not have to go outside of the fellowship in order to get that, uh, that help so that those other resources can be used by other families. So thank you, Sitting on a Hill Church. You guys are a blessing. Well, now as we get to our topic today, the songs of Christmas, we come to the song Away in a Manger. And one of the most powerful things that we should look at in songs, including worship songs, is the lyric and the theology in the song. Theology means the study of God or what the song reveals about God. A worship song shouldn't be about you. It should be about God. But some people think that worship songs, I love it when some people say, yeah, I didn't really like the worship this morning. And I usually say, well, it's because it wasn't for you. So it's probably why you didn't. I'll let that sit for a minute. <laughs> you know, that style of worship just doesn't, well, it wasn't for you. It was for Jesus. Right, and the same way with a, uh, the same way with Christmas songs. When you sing these songs, man, we were singing those songs this morning. We started singing "Glory in the Highest," and man, you could just you could you could feel heaven joining in with us. You know, uh, you could literally feel heaven joining in with us as they sang "Glory in the Highest" to you, Lord. There's the key word, Lord, and notice that even in this song it says the little Lord Jesus. Now, 
for those of us who understand that Jesus was born to a poor family in a stable and not in a palace, you can miss the lordship of Jesus in that process. Because Jesus was entrusted to us. Jesus came and then he was entrusted to a young couple named Mary and Joseph who understood his lordship even as a child. You see, for you and I, the first thing I want you to see is that Jesus is Lord. And, and, and notice in Luke chapter 2, verses 10 and 11, the angels announce that. They say, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Everybody say, all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior, everybody say Savior, Savior. has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Everybody say Lord. Lord. So when we look at this idea of Lord, we start to understand that the Lord literally means the supreme authority, the controller of our lives. The center of our lives. We say it like this at City on a Hill. It's all about Jesus because it's always been about Jesus and it's always going to be about Jesus. He is the Lord. Now that's easy to say, but hard to live. Easy to say, but hard to live. So what does the Lord mean? What does it mean to you? Is he the Lord of your marriage? That's an answer that you have to decide. Is he the Lord of your money? Uh-oh, pastor's trying to get my money. I don't, please. You know what I'm saying? It's like, come on, man. Like I want to put a bucket up front or something, you know? Give you shoe size, both shoes, you know? No, I ain't talking about that. Is he the Lord of your Christmas shopping? Right? Is he the Lord of your parenting style? Is he the Lord of your job? Because the Bible says you're supposed to work as if it's unto God. And many of us, we curse our jobs forgetting that it was the, it was the very job we needed that God provided for us. And then we curse the job that gives us the ability to produce wealth. And we decide we're going to cut corners. Right? So when you think about this control, which is something we all like to have, we like to control everything, don't we? And when it gets out of hand, what happens? We start losing our minds. And the first thing you can tell about someone who's mad is they feel out of control. Isn't that what happens? They get mad because they're not in control. If, it was, if I was the leader, if I was pastor... Right? I hear it all the time. You know what we need to do? Say, yeah, you need to shut up. <laughs> Merry Christmas, y'all. <laughs> see, this one's not being recorded. See, we're good right now. This is an in-house property. <laughs> but think about it. Right? Is he the Lord when you drive? Jesus help me. He needs to help me. I'm like, Jesus, take the wheel before I yank somebody up. 
Is he the Lord of the remote control? Right? Think about this. This is the, 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 the challenge for us at Christmas and every day is making Jesus the Lord. Jesus doesn't get to, look, get, Jesus doesn't get to be the Lord just on his birthday, which isn't his birthday anyway. We just celebrate his birthday. And there's nothing wrong with celebrating Jesus' birthday, all right? But what does it mean to surrender to the Lord's leadership? You see, when I came to Jesus, I had done a really bad Lord, a, a bad job of being Lord. I had kind of wrecked the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? I kind of like really wrecked the kingdom. The car wouldn't start, you know? I couldn't even drag it to trade in, you know? But God. And when, you know what happened? You know what was funny, though? Let me tell you. Let me go ahead and let you in on a little secret. When you hit rock bottom and you need Jesus, you'll make him Lord of everything because you ain't got nothing. Uh-oh. Somebody better call my mama. Tell him he's preaching on Christmas. Going to make people mad at Christmas time. Right? Because I ain't got nothing. He can be Lord of everything when he ain't got nothing. But now that you have something because of him, is he still Lord? You see, when the Lord found you, he picked you up and turned you around. But now you have something to lose or better yet, something that you should offer. Is he Lord? You do anything at that point. So when we surrender our lives, that means we relinquish control. And you know what? It, you know what I really believe? I believe it's because we, have, we don't know how to trust God. Because the devil, Satan, our enemy, he likes to create a mistrust and a distrust between us and God. That's what he did to Adam and Eve in the garden. God gave them everything. He said, look, I'm going to give you absolutely everything you see, but I just don't want you to touch that. This is the one thing. You can live here. You get to name the animals. You have dominion. Everybody say dominion. dominion. You have dominion over all of this. You can eat what you want, hang out. Just don't touch this. You know what they wanted? They didn't want it until the enemy made them not trust God. You see, the enemy came along and said, Hey, did God really say not to, not to touch this? And, and Eve being a human like we are, he, he said, don't even look at it. He did not say don't look at it. He said, don't touch it. But we add rules to make it more attractive, huh? Don't even look at it. Right? And then he says, hey, do you know why? doesn't want you to have that you can't trust him see he's keeping something from you don't look at all the stuff yeah no 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 but this right here he doesn't want you to have that because and you'll be like him he wants to keep something from you and he created a mistrust and a distrust and the Lord was no longer the Lord. And they took. Sin entered into the picture. And then they tried to hide from God. Which is impossible. 
And God called to them and they didn't answer. You see, God liked fellowshipping with them. He wanted to be with them. And He came looking for them in the cool of the day to spend time like they always did. But they hid from Him. Now the Lord being the Lord, He knows all things. It's like playing hide and seek with God and just covering your eyes, you know? (laughs) You can't see me, you can't see me, right? And then He says, why? He broke his heart. Why Why are you hiding from me? I gave you all of this. Why are you hiding from me? They said, because we're naked. And he's like, who told you you were naked? You see, they were clothed with the glory of God. When Jesus isn't Lord anymore, it's evident. Just look at your life. If you've been hiding from God, you're not doing a good job. So what does that look like? You see, we have to learn to trust Jesus again with everything. Everything. Every decision. Young people are afraid to trust Jesus because they think that they're going to, he's going to, Give them a mission they don't want. But that's not how God works. God will bless you. He wants to put you what you were made for. We anointed those little hands today so that he'll do whatever God made him to do. You think God would not want him to have that purpose and wouldn't put it in his heart? But the enemy offers other things. So what does it look like? The partially surrendered life. You can fill in number two. What does the partially surrendered life look like? This is what Jesus said. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do what I say? Why do you call me Lord, Lord, but you don't do what I say? We say we believe in the Lord, but we don't trust Him with everything. We say we believe in the Lord, but I still want to do whatever I want to do whenever I want. We say we believe in the Lord, but we change laws, but it doesn't change the moral accountability. You can change the law all you want, just because it's legal doesn't mean it's moral. Just because man says you can do it, I just want to give you some things, God. Well, God doesn't like that deal. God doesn't like that deal. You don't get to give Him some things. It's all or nothing. He's either the Lord of all or not Lord at all. I'm going to give you Sundays, God, because I'm so generous. Seven days in a week and you get Sunday. Aren't you lucky? It gives us 168 hours in a week. And we'll give him an hour and 15 on Sunday, but the pastor better not preach over that. Because I'm trying to get to lunch. (laughs) 
Is he done yet? I'm hungry. I ain't giving him. Okay, all right. I'm going to make a deal. I'm going to give him Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But, oh, you ain't getting my Friday and Saturday. What? Because I can repent on Sunday. I'm going to do some stuff on Friday and Saturday and Sunday. I'm going to Right? I wish I wasn't telling the truth, but you know what's up. I do have Facebook and Instagram, just so you know. I'm just saying. I'm going to get all kind of defriended this time, right? <laughs> They're like, Facebook, can you make something where he can't see, he can only see the stuff that has Jesus in it? <laughs> only the Jesus stuff. I want him to only see my posts on Sunday. When I'm saying, Pastor, you just did a great job. <laughs> but think about this. We trust God for our salvation, but we don't trust him with our kids. I told you when we start worrying about our children, we need to make them prayer requests. You start worrying about your children, worrying about what's going on in their lives. And you know what I do with my nieces and nephews when the devil tries to tell me that bad things are going to happen? I just start praying a blessing over them. And I bless them. And before you know it, I'm not worrying anymore. I'm praying over my children. I'm not worried about it anymore. I'm blessing them. God's my provider, but I ain't giving him squat. Right? It got all kinds of quiet, Paul. <laughs> Did you notice that, Paul? It was quiet, and there was somebody called. <clears throat> Say that again. Say that one more time. <laughs> that couldn't have been more perfect. So I'm just like, God's my provider, but I ain't giving him nothing. Yeah, I'm going to let it set for a minute because they think I'm not going to talk about it, but I am. <laughs> Jesus is my Lord, but I ain't forgiven that one. Uh-oh, uh-oh, run me straight out of the church now, huh? There ain't no Christmas cards for Pastor Mike this year. <laughs> the only Christmas card he's getting is, see ya. Think about it. Jesus is Lord, but I ain't going to marry that person, but I'm going to do everything but marry him. And the Lord understands, hallelujah, because he made me man, he made me, no, he don't understand. Let's just go ahead and tell you. He don't understand. He don't. He does not. Right? Right? Merry Christmas. <laughs> the Lord is my Lord. But Brother Paul, we need to pray for Sister So-and-so because you know I ain't one to gossip, but we can just pray on it. Hallelujah. You ain't going to believe what that woman did. But anyway, <laughs> hallelujah. And then showed up dressed like that on Sunday. Oh, hallelujah. But don't tell nobody. 
That's just between you, God, and whoever else you'd like to share that with. It's all in church today, huh? Gossip requests. They ain't prayer requests, they're gossip requests. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Does it say some of your heart? All of your heart. And lean not on your own understanding, but in all, not some of your ways. Acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. That's what the Bible says and that's what the surrendered life looks like. It's not easy, but it's something we have to do. So here's the question that I have for you today. And it's just between you and God. Don't be peeking on the other person's paper. All up in their business so you can have prayer requests at the end of service today. Pray for Gail. She coughed when Pastor said, you know, right? You know what I'm saying? Bless her, Lord. Bless her, Lord. But you didn't hear that from me. So what have you not surrendered to God? Your children? What have you not surrendered to God? Your finances? Your temper? Your relationships? Your future? Maybe you've gotten lukewarm in your faith because you're half-heartedly surrendering to God. And then you want to tell us faith doesn't work because Jesus ain't no part-time God. He's an on-time, full-time God. But you can't work a part-time faith and then expect a full-time salary. Right? I'm going to work it part-time and then act like why you didn't get 40 hours. Because you didn't put 40 hours in, that's why. Looking for the benefits. And Andre, I ain't talking about workout benefits. But they are there. You know what it is. Andre, he'll work you out. And then right when you think you're doing good and you can't breathe anymore, he'll say, this is where it starts. This is where the benefits are. I'm always like, Jesus, help me and help Andre. If I had any energy, I would get him, but he's too fast. Them other ones didn't count. Yes, they did. But you can't do part-time. It's full-time. So what does the fully surrendered life look like? What does it look like to us? The fully surrendered lives. Look at what the Bible says. For we don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves. If we live, it's an honor. It's to honor the Lord. And if we die, it's to honor the Lord. So whether we live or we die, we belong to God. That's the power. Jesus is the Savior. He offers us a free gift, but He's not your buddy upstairs. He is the Lord. It drives me crazy when people start trying to act like Jesus is the J-man upstairs and He understands. No, He doesn't. He's holy. He's righteous. And we have to fully surrender. He died on the cross for us. He was resurrected for us. He is the soon coming King. When John saw him in Revelation, the Bible says he fell down as if he was a dead man. That's what Jesus, he's not the, he's not the little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. He is the mighty King Jesus on his throne awaiting his return. You see, we trust in the Lord with all of our heart. 
we lean not on our own understanding, but in all our ways we acknowledge him, and he makes our path straight. The reason we don't trust him is because we really don't know him. We don't know him. See, I don't, I don't, I don't study the Bible. I don't study the Bible so that I know more about the Bible. No, I study the Bible so I get to know Jesus. Amen. So I get to know who He is, what He thinks about things. And He gives me instruction and direction. Listen to what the, the Lord says. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many, everybody say many. Many. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name or drive out demons or perform many miracles? Then I will tell them, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. It's relational. The big difference is calling the Lord Jesus Lord and then truly surrendering your life. You see, we want God to prove Himself so we can trust Him. And God wants us to trust Him so, we can, so He can prove Himself. You see, we say, God, prove Yourself to me so that I can trust You. And He says, no, I need You to trust me and then I will prove Myself to You. Amen. Faith comes first. Faith comes first. The Bible says you cannot please the Lord without faith. We have to have faith. And he's either the Lord of all or not Lord at all. It's the attitude that Christ wants us to take up. The attitude that we learn how to trust him with everything. This is what Philippians says. It says, and being found in appearance as man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to glory to the glory of God, the father. So as we look at a way in a manger and we think about those precious songs, one of, the, one of the, the, the verses says, be near me, Lord Jesus. Be near me. And guys, sometimes it's just acknowledging God in the morning when you wake up and just say, God, be with me today. And then there are times you don't want to pray when you say, God, I, I don't want to pray. I just, I don't even know what to say to you right now. And sometimes they turn into the best prayer that you ever had because they're the most honest and sincere prayers you ever prayed. God is the God of your struggles too. He's the Lord of your struggles. He's perfecting us. Are we perfect? No, we're being perfected. But that is no excuse to live a partially surrendered life. The Bible says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. A wage is something that you earn. A gift is something that's given. And at Christmas time, at Christmas time, we celebrate the greatest gift ever given to us, the birth of the Savior, Jesus. And as we sing and we look at this song, it says, away in a manger, no crib for his bed, the little Lord Jesus, 
laid down his sweet head. The stars in the bright sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. The cattle are lowing. The poor baby awakes. But the little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. I love thee, Lord Jesus. Look down from the sky and stay by my side till morning is nigh. And then one other verse says, be near me, Lord Jesus. I ask thee to stay close by me forever and love me, I pray. Bless all the dear children in thy tender care and take us to heaven to live with you there. That's our hope. And so today what I want you to know is the the best thing is this, is that if you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life, you can start today. And some people may say, but I tried and I messed up. That's great. God is the God who handles mistakes better than anybody else because he's already taken care of it through his son. He doesn't call us to be perfect. He calls us to be perfected. And that's a work of the Holy Spirit. That comes through the washing of the word and through the Holy Spirit. And we're not going to be perfect until we see Jesus. He's sanctifying us. The first thing he does in the sanctification process is he, he removes sin from us. And the Bible says he justifies us. And here's the cool thing. It's as if we never did. Then the Bible says during that time he gives us the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit gives us victory over sin. In a daily basis that means he's cleaning us up, right? And then here's the good news. The final act of sanctification is glorification. When Jesus takes us to be with him where sin will be no more and sin is ultimately separated from us. That's the hope that we have. We all stand on level ground. We all need Jesus. I'm just asking you to consider, will you fully surrender your life? Will you give to God the greatest gift that you can give. The only gift he's ever wanted is you. You know what he gave you? He gave you free will. Because you see, love isn't love unless you choose to love. If someone forces you to love, it's not love. And so he gives you free will and he's just going, choose me, choose me, choose me. And he sends you love letters. He sends you the message of his son. He sends you grace and faith. And then his son pays the ultimate price for you and for me. Then he's resurrected. And then Jesus says, it's good that I go away because then I'm going to ask the Father to send the Holy Spirit. And he's not just going to be with you, but he's going to be in you. And he's going to coach you through life. And he'll never leave you or never forsake you. And so this morning I'm hoping... That when you sing away in a manger, that you'll be able to say, be near me, Lord Jesus. I ask you and I pray, stay close by me forever and just love me, I pray. And I pray that God gives you the kind of love for you that he has for you. And you'll start to love you the way God loves you. And your life will change. Not instantly, but on a process. Will you pray with me? Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you. And God, thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for the grace and mercy that we have.
God, I pray for each and every person here today. Lord, I pray that you will be the Lord of all of our lives. And God, if there are areas that we haven't surrendered to you, we choose to surrender them right now, right where you're at. If there's an area that you just say right now, God, I don't want to wait. I'm giving this to you right now. I'm giving you my temper. I'm giving you my attitude. I'm giving you whatever it is. I'm giving you my doubt. I'm giving you my fear. I'm giving you my whatever it is. Just surrender it right there and say, God, it's yours. I can't carry it anymore. It's too heavy, but it's not too heavy for you. It's too hard, but it's not too hard for you, God. I trust you. And if you're here today and you say, man, I'm just at the very beginning and I just want to make Jesus the Lord of my life and I don't feel like I have anything to offer him, but I want to give him everything. If that's you and you just say, man, I want to give it all to God. I want to give him everything. If that's you, we just slip your hand up high in the air. Just say, I want to give him everything. Thank you. Yes, I see that hand. Yes, thank you. I want to give him everything. Yes, everything. Yes, thank you. Thank you. You guys may place your hands down. Everyone within the sound of my voice. We're just going to pray this prayer. Jesus, we love you. And you saw the hands that were raised and you saw the hearts that were raised. And God, we just want to give you everything. We want to make you the Lord of all. We trust you. We believe you. Your word says that if I believe in you and if I receive you, that you'll give me the right to be called a child of God. And right now, I choose to put all of my faith in you, all of my hope. I hold nothing back. I give it all to you. I know I'm not going to be perfect, God, but I'm being perfected. So Holy Spirit, come and live in me and work through me and remind me every day of how good you are. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. And the church said, amen. 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 Can you give the Lord a hand clap this morning because he's a good God?